Welcome to Gaia Rising, an exploration of human healing and evolution through storytelling. Welcome everybody to another episode of Gaia Rising. I am so excited and honored to be joined today by my friend, my brother, a mentor of mine, uh, Gabe Nasser, uh, who's a transformational a life coach, uh, a father, a brother, a son, a, an, embodied, an embodied man um, living and teaching and practicing so many tools, so much medicine. And uh, Gabe, I'm just so honored that you have come into this container with me and you're here to, to share your story, your, your wisdom with us. Um, thank you so much for coming here today. Yeah, then thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this and see what comes out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, man. Uh, you down in Albuquerque right now? You're just you're just checking in before this, yeah. and you're doing well. Been here a long time. Been wanting to transition somewhere else for a while, but the universe has has had me here for quite a while, which is it's all right. There's, it's been very fertile for growth and development, and we'll see where the wind takes me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Transitions, it's like happening in the collective and in each of our lives. I really feel that it's cool to see in you too. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, been a lot, and through transition, there's always growth. You know, through any kind of challenges, mm-hmm. there's always growth. So that's what a lot of us are here to do: experience this world, grow, and transition, and do it all over again. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, well, I would like to just start if I'd invite you to, to join me and we'll just do a deep breath together and just drop in. I'm going to dump the air out of my lungs and anyone listening to, here we go, breathing in. And on this day, in this present moment, in this time and space, I would ask you, Gabe, what is most alive in you? in this present moment. And my energies are really alive right now. I've been doing a lot of a lot of focus on my energetic body and yeah essentially it's coming back to essence. Um and not being as distracted with the outside world. And whenever you do that it's just really amazing results. Mm-hmm. That's what's alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's powerful. I could feel that. <laughs> Just you speaking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. And we're going to be diving into it. I'm going to be asking you more about that here. Um, I'll just check in as well here with uh, what's most alive in me is... Uh, maybe similarly like a vibration just feeling my body like literally tingling right now i'm you know i'm completely sober i've just had i had some coffee but i'm feeling just like this jittery excitement in my body and i i'm certain that it's just the energetics of this container and you and i's energy coming together right now so Mm. feeling uh, a lot of excitement um yeah that's what's alive in me right now beautiful yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to talk to you or hear a little more about your, the energy, um, your essence, the work you've been doing. Can you tell me a little more about how that's yeah. been playing out? Um, yeah, I've felt over the last couple of years in my life, just a little bit of drainage and as far as energetic wise, gone through some really powerful and deep experiences. Um, And I was at a place where I just needed to focus in on my energy, um, going through an uncoupling process. 
which was challenging and um you know for me at least and i think a lot of people sometimes we can be focused on so much outside of us on other people's energies and um we don't tend to our own energies as much as we need to especially during times of deep transition and i was one of those i knew in my head cognitively yeah okay focus on your energy stay in your lane really harness whatever's happening inside of you uh, for the better but that was a mental thought you know it's a lot easier said than done because there's the ideas but then we have to embody them energetically and, and holy and i work with a woman she was actually uh my acupuncturist here in albuquerque and she moved and started intuitive kind of distance healing and um she's just brilliant and can tune into a person's highest self highest essence and so i've been working with her over the last couple years and and especially during this transition and there is one session i told her that i was actually feeling less much less motivated to work um and i didn't know if this was just being in a funk as you know some people call it um because of the transition or or whatever it was i just you know said you know i just want to know kind of what you can you peek in and and uh talk to my highest self because sometimes we don't hear our highest self so we hear the higher highest selves but we don't listen fully and we don't know that's actually our highest essence talking you know because the voice of the ego can sound the same can be very very convincing right so in this session she told me that she um she said i'm half egyptian and um she said your egyptian ancestors are saying to you that you this is not the time to expand on your work or focus your energy on anybody else this is the time to go deeply inward and really focus on your energy and not only that she gave me uh some exercises to do based on what my egyptian ancestors were saying and she said there's a richness inside my bones and to use that richness to bring it out into your energy field or into my energy field and specifically to use vibration and sound to do that and then essentially box breathing kundalini breathing trying to bring up the kundalini energy um and hold it up at my crown chakra and my third eye and then breathe it back down and just work on the circulation of that so it was really profound i was like really <laughs> i was kind of floored to tell you the truth because i had never heard anything like this before it was she said um my ancestors were saying essentially to build up my root system lay a strong foundation for myself to be able to bear fruits that are more nutrient dense in the future so you know i took that very um deeply and i said okay i'm going to be disciplined um and do this like several times a day and what i did was i bought two of the crystal bowls the chakra bowls one for the heart and one for the third eye and so i use those and um then i do the the breathing and since doing that it's like really it's i can feel the energy in my crown and in my third eye quite a bit not just when i do that um uh, but a lot of times um and since doing that that is what has taken me from the mental idea of focus on your own energy to fully embodying focusing on my own energy and what's kind of come up it's i feel like it's been i've been so more in tune with essence you know we're all part of the greater spirit in star wars it's called the force right that everything and everyone around us all the trees the water every single person is made up of the force right of spirit um mm -hmm. and it it's almost like it's been an antenna for me to where i have 
the deepest, the deep connection is just sends out a signal. And we, t- I talked about this in my program that you did, right. That you raise your frequency and you start to vibrate, um, certain different people and different experiences. It helps with manifestation. Um, and again, that was one of those kind of cognitive things that I knew and that I did it at a certain level, but this became like so much more potent and profound to be able to do, to essentially use this, um, energy that has been coming to me, um, and sending out these signals into the universe, um, more deeply and just naturally. So it's been really, really amazing um, to have gone through this experience and I feel blessed and it's really kind of helped me uh, during a really, really difficult time in my life uh, of transition and be able to really connect more with my highest self and um, with spirit. So it's been, it's been a blessing. It's, um, it's helped me again during a really challenging time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Gabe. Thank you for sharing that. What a powerful, powerful journey. <laughs> uh. sure. Welcome. Yeah. It's, um, it's been through, you know, we can always take challenging experiences as you know, being victims or uh, which don't help us grow as much uh, or at all. Uh, or we can say, you know what, I'm going to set this intention to grow as much as possible from this experience. And in order to do that, you have to sit through a lot of difficult feelings, you know, um, which people tend to want to escape because it doesn't feel good. You know, people would take physical pain any day over emotional pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that practice um, amongst all your others, I, I'm sure has given you a lot more ability to sit and alchemize, to hold that, those emotions, that energy, I assume. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> really helped me too to see uh, everybody in their highest self as much as possible, even though they may have done things or said things. And, you know, you can observe them that their behavior isn't of the highest manner, but it's still possible to see them in their highest selves. So that's mm-hmm. been a really neat um, spiritual experience for me to have gone through to be going through still a work in progress you know sometimes i see things and things happen to me and you know we're human you know it's not like i'm perfect uh, and i don't feel everything's neutral and or amazing no like it's we're here to to experience the whole gamut of emotions and learn from them and um right that's how we grow and transmute especially if you can dig deep and um do things without very many distractions or numbing out in one way or another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, full on just embracing the teachers, the darkness, the the pain or the pleasure, right? The the full gamut, like you said, the full spectrum when we can and that's almost like the in meditation equanimity, you know, like letting the energy shift. And the more we can just hold all of it and bring it into stillness and balance and embrace in my experience anyway, like that's in my Vipassana this last summer, my 10 day silent meditation retreat, when I finally surrendered, especially to the pain, you know, that was usually, that's the, for me, that was the first portal. Pleasure is pretty easy, but, um, you know, aversion is for me was very hard, but when I could find that center and find that embrace and find that, you know, just complete surrender, um, that's when the two energies just like came together into vibration. Like, and it just, I felt this, like you said, in star Wars or just this, the force, you know, the field, it was just, as soon as I fully went through it, the only way in is through. Yeah. uh, It was like, I just like felt this like powerful healing energy that was just beyond anything, any pleasure or thing I've ever experienced in my life, whether it's sex or like or drugs or alcohol, or I don't know, partying or there's been, there's been beautiful or dancing and like, or friendships and a beautiful dinner, like every pleasure I've ever experienced or every, uh, when they, when they come together, pleasure and pain as one sort of, and just melts into 
I don't even know what, what word we could call that nirvana, I guess, or just power. Mm. Oh man, that's a, that's the most incredible feeling. I think it's what we're here for too, you know? Yeah. It's really amazing to, to get there. I mean, I think that is one thing we're here for, but you know, I've talked to some people before because I have gone to those deep places and it's interesting during this work that I've been doing with this vibration and sounds um, and pulling up the energy, I, I can get to that place a lot easier and a lot quicker. And, you know, so I've had this conversation like, well, what if like, is, wouldn't it be amazing if we could just sit here and just have this feeling? Because we're always chasing a feeling, right? We're either running from a, a feeling we don't want to have, trying to avoid it. Or we're running, trying to do something to give us a feeling. And usually it's by doing something or buying something or eating or drinking or something. Um, and, you know, that could be one way. And, maybe, you know, maybe that's why people are, go to India and meditate in a cave all their lives to just have that sensation. But is that really living? And can you live, Is it, you know, can you live with just the nirvana feeling, right? And uh is that really living? <laughs> In itself, you know, um, because we have a lot to work through as individuals because we don't just come in here and experience trauma or pain or suffering or joy from this lifetime. We have tons of lifetimes from the past. And not just that, we're absorbing our parents' uh, traumas as well. And, and you know, we, I think you learned this in A Fulfilled Man. Um, right, it goes back to seven generations before. So you're absorbing traumas from seven generations before you. That's a lot, you know? So uh, I feel like sometimes that we're just here to scrub and clean and then experience more, dirty up, and then move on to the next lifetime and scrub and clean and dirty up again. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that word. It feels so refreshing to hear from another person, you know, because I feel like uh, sometimes this has been a big theme for me lately is, and it was in your course too, you know, um, this idea of integration and integrity, you know, being the foundation, being the guide, you know, and not just love and light and you know, like Nirvana, and it's not, there's a lot of spiritual bypass that can come up when you're just chasing all love and light all the time. And it's not really just like everything, it's the yin yang. Like, there's no one single thing that can exist without the other. And when we neglect one or the other, and we're just chasing love and light and not facing the darkness as well yeah it can it limits our and it can cause more suffering actually it's like and suffering is the pointing us it's like the the mirrors all around us and suffering is showing us like where we need to go what we need to what's next you know what's there to where do we need to direct our attention our love you know what's blocking us mm -hmm. and sometimes that literally love and light can be blocking us from our own expansion you know totally i mean star wars would be boring without the dark side and you know so <laughs> you know i'll probably drop a few more straw uh star wars metaphors here because that's like a deep movie you know uh, and a lot of people see that but i'm like no this is very shamanic and very deep um but yeah i mean we're not all here to do it and that's actually my my distance healer slash acupuncturist you know, I was talking to her about this very subject and she was just like, yeah, I'm mean, like you people. There are some people that, who believe like I see it, I, everybody. I love everybody unconditionally all the time, you know, and it's just not true. You can't like as a human, maybe you can. I don't know. I'm, I'm not there. Um, you can still love people, but we're here to have these deep experiences and to go into the shadow uh, and is what is required to heal and you in order to see what needs to be healed you have to experience guilt anger shame um frustration apathy you know greed um because that points you in the direction of like okay this is something for you to look at and then you know you dip in fully because some people and this is kind of maybe what you're alluding to the spiritual bypass 
is um, that they may dip in a little bit and say, okay, I, I faced my demons and now I'm going to, you know, come back to where they, you know, and, um, and that's not healthy or to like, you know, there's an idea of neutrality, right? That everything should be neutral or at a higher frequency of like love and unconditional love and joy. And, um, but they jump into neutrality mentally and say, no, it's neutral, but it can be a way to excuse behavior or not want to look at something that in their minds would make them a bad person. Um, so, you know, there are, that is just the, a huge form of spiritual bypass, especially if they do things like yoga and meditate and using those is like, no, I mean, of course I'm, I, I, totally am in the light because I do these things, right. Or I do plant medicine. And, um, so that means everything is neutral because I, I want to believe that, but that's not true neutrality. It takes time and willingness to really sit into the deepest and darkest painful feelings and beliefs about yourself. And sometimes it takes, um, and it often takes working with a practitioner to really get you in there. You know, it's like if you have an infection in some part of your body and, you know, cut it open to like clean it out, it's like, you know, clean out just a little bit and then sew it back up. It's just going to continue to be an infection at some point in your life, but you have to really get in there and scrape and dig and ask for help sometimes and, and um, be really willing to look at yourself um, in a deep way and to know that, just because you did some bad stuff in your life doesn't make you a bad person. You know, there's just sometimes an idea of I'm either good or bad. There's no in between, but we can be a good person that does bad things. We can do a bad person that does good things. It, you know, it's all up to the individual, how they want to identify themselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is all such good stuff we're in right now i'm really enjoying <laughs> this I, you know this thread is i'm just i just i'm loving it you know i'm gonna i was gonna ask you know another or just built you know kind of riffing off what you were just saying with the you know neutrality and, and maybe i'd use the word equanimity you know like it's one thing to think yeah the mental you know to be like oh yeah equanimity yep let's check that's like I, I believe in that and what you're speaking to, you know, embodiment, this mm -hmm. is the, you know, and this is, it takes a lifetime, many lifetimes, you know, like it can, it's never ending. Um, and even I, and in full disclosure, even when we talk about spiritual bypass, like there's no shame in that either naming it because I know it's in me, you know, and I'm sure you see it in you. So it's, mm -hmm there's it's not in the other it's not and there's no shame where this is all just love you know gentleness um and when you spoke earlier about you know unconditional love you know and people saying they have it for everybody and you know that can be a form of spiritual bypass i would i would also build on that and say for me and these are all words you know and for, we're trying to name energies things beyond words but we're humans with human minds so this is just you know a way of trying to understand make sense of it but for me unconditional love is just that it's it's uh full full acceptance of all things which is part of the course you that you i went through with you you know uh, forgiveness acceptance in myself and in everything around me which is easy to yeah just say okay i forgive check you know yeah, i forgive know. myself just like that everything perfect it feels so like you could feel the pain of it when you're like carrying your, your, you know, carrying you when you bring that up into your heart, the things that you're carrying, the, the resentment, the anger, the whatever things are keeping you from the present, you know, from peace, from love. When you bring those things up, it's like we just want to move through them as quickly as possible. Just like when in our standard programming in this matrix, like when someone starts crying, shh, it's okay. Shh. We're just like, we're trying to, the energy moving. It's like a, our own projections, our own fear of that energy moving. 
comes out, you know, like, and it manifests in so many subtle ways that we, and we resist, you know, and, uh, and that, anyway, that embodiment, I was going to say that you're talking about, like, bringing these ideas into embodiment is what a, what a lifetime amount of work, what a, a, a life's amount of work, many lives, like, wow, what a, what an undertaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And what you said earlier on too is really impactful um that it's a never-ending process you know um you can this is my experience that you know i get to a place and you're uh mentally spiritually emotionally energetically and you're like okay cool this is it this is where i'm here (laughs) i'm here here. this is it and then, you know, and then a couple of years later, you're in a totally different place and you're looking at your past self from two years ago and you're like, holy shit, like yeah. I wasn't where, where I am now. Like, so then it's, you know, then you get the idea of like, oh, okay, pro- it's probably going to continue uh, as long as you stay disciplined in practices and um, treat mm-hmm. your body, heal your, your stuff and continue your work however that looks because everybody you know that my work isn't for everybody and other people's work isn't for me you know you have to kind of find your own path what feels good and trusting Mm -hmm. and you know um for help and for support and you'll get it i had a really before actually you and i met in uh july i took a road trip by myself to get to um, Arcadia and I stopped in Sedona and I had a, a meeting with a psychic. Actually, I was just looking for a couple of gifts for my kids. And I just walked into, for some reason, Sedona, like nothing opens before 10 or 11 o'clock. And then it closes at like four. So it's like, what are these people doing anyway? Um, so I, I, <laughs> I had a little bit of time to kill before this restaurant opened up that I wanted to go to. And so I found the only crystal shop around me that was open in all of Sedona and uh, just happened to meet with a psychic who was, she owned the place and she looked at me um, when we sat down, she did like the uh, kind of the opening prayers and called in her guides and asked for help. And, and she looked at me and she said, you have a lot of shamanic guides around you, um, which I've, I've stepped on the shamanic path. So that was really <laughs> nice to hear. Um, but she said, she's like, they're, they're, saying you need to ask them for help and that overall there are a lot of unemployed spirit guides out there who are just waiting for people to help them and that really stuck with me and i was like oh yeah like because i think a lot of people you know they have their own form of prayer but at least for me and i I imagine a lot of others people don't understand like the power of prayers um, for asking for little things, big things. And for me, a big thing is like, I continue to ask for support for my highest good to come into me. And uh, it has been, and it's been really amazing at the perfect time. And I've even specified, <laughs> say, you know, from complete strangers and from friends from that I haven't talked to in a long time, you know, close friends and family. And it, it, it keeps coming. It's really, really incredible as long as you add it you know for my highest good is what's really important at least in my opinion yes yes i'm glad you brought that up that's um because i wanted to i was going to ask you know going into integration you know like outlining the work that we're talking about the embodiment and you bringing this up you know prayer and guides and you know as a as a tool um, I wanted to ask you what other, and this is, and this is also related to your program, you know, uh, and your programs, your coaching, would you give a, a bit of a, a brief summary of, or not so brief, <laughs> like just a summary of um, the tools that you have found in your path that, that have helped you, that you help, you know, you spread with, um, you inspire others in, um, what tools have helped you in most in that embodiment? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a process over the years. Um, you know, I do believe plant medicine has helped. Um, I don't think it's for everybody. I think it's dose dependent for everybody. Um, 
you know, and so this has just kind of been my path uh, that it's helped me kind of really exercise a lot of past suffering and pain and habits. Um, but before I really stepped into the plant medicine path, uh, I, I did a lot of work um, on myself through therapy. So like that's been a humongous um, asset in my journey is especially going through with the intention of wanting to figure out why my behaviors um, kept circulating throughout my life, you know, and also through deep transition and different and difficult experiences. Uh, Cause I've had three different therapists, uh, personal therapists in my lifetime that all three have really been potent, their medicine. Um, and I, I worked with a transformative life coach who actually trained me as well. And that was really profound. Um, just the idea of my experience, like this is, we talk about this in um, a fulfilled man, that our experience comes from within us, right? It's always coming through our thinking and it's never anything outside of us. And that's the point of a fulfilled man is to keep your energy and your frequency high, no matter what's happening outside of you. Um, with little dips and peaks, of course, naturally throughout your lifetime, but at least maintaining that steady baseline. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, support from practitioners has been really amazing. Um, but overall, personal exercises, meditation, especially stepping into this using vibration and sound um, and dancing has been really profound to move energy uh, I'm learning a little qigong to shift energy and to move energy throughout my body. Um, Kundalini yoga has been really fantastic in helping me bring up the energy and spread it throughout. Uh, and I also, you know, one plant that I use uh, pretty much on a daily basis is mapacho. And uh, that's, it's pure tobacco from the jungle. Um, and so, you know, it's non-psychoactive and I don't inhale it but it is the master plant and um, you can use it to shift a person's energy, your own energy as well, and to send out prayers. It's really powerful medicine. Um, and that has really shifted my life um, because basically whenever you're energetically kind of um, all over the place, it really helps to ground you. Um, so, but there's other medicine out there just like going for a hike you know, and, and sitting with Pachamama and like really feeling the earth is a complete energy shift. And that's why, you know, we are moving, I believe, um, globally as a place to become more harmonious with the earth mm -hmm. and those old ways, old patterns of being, um, I mean, you saw it during COVID, right? When the world was locked down, mm -hmm. what happened to the earth? It started to respond again um so you know and the only way to to live i mean in this planet like the earth is going to win you know <laughs> we're, we're really the way that the earth has been treated by humans like those humans it's not everybody but humans overall collectively are the virus of the earth and this is just pachamama cleansing you know <laughs> so the more with the earth it really, the beauty of Pachamama is she is there to love us unconditionally. She provides so much for us, but mm. she will take frequencies. If we just sit with her and hold her and hug her, uh, she will take those lower frequencies from us. And we can ask for her to fill us with love and light and higher frequencies. And it's amazing when you go in with that intention, you can sit there, literally put your belly to the earth or hug a boulder uh, or a tree or whatever. And I used to get my, I'm so mad at my mom for hugging trees, you know, around me when I was a, an adolescent. Uh, and here I am, of course, you know, doing the same thing as an adult. <laughs> I like that. Um, but it, when you were sharing that, like that, that, that practice of being out in nature and hold, you know, going to finding a rock or a tree or something, anything you're called to placing your hand on it, lying on it, you know, wrapping your arms around it and asking Pachamama to take, please help me, you know, take this and this weight from me, fill me with strength. You know, I, I love that. 
part of your, I hadn't heard that before. And that's, that's a powerful practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And when people learn this um, and they can use it, it's, it's so amazing. It's just, it makes sense because people know even unconsciously, like they're out in nature, they feel good. Um, but they don't understand why, you know, if you break it down, um, you know, you are around living other living things that don't have this, these thoughts, right? There's no egoic thoughts in the trees and the water and the rocks and the boulders and the earth. They're just being earth, mm -hmm. you know, in there mm -hmm. in a high, so it makes complete sense that that would help you raise your vibration as well you know and when you learn to have an actual relationship with uh, the earth or any allies birds trees whatever it is when you develop a relationship it makes their medicine so much more powerful because you can ask them for help mm -hmm. yeah they will give it to you yeah yeah no that's powerful it's a powerful knowledge to have a tool to have um i was gonna when you were you know i was gonna say i had a little bit of a uh i noticed a, a dissonant not a dissonance just a, a difference in opinion when you were saying humans are the virus of the earth that's that's a narrative that's circulating you know in our consciousness and in our programming that and i'm sure you might i would offer and maybe you'd agree to that to clarify that because i think a lot of people when you have that view of humanity it can lead to a lot of i mean it can lead to suicide for instance you know it can lead to i, I felt in the collective consciousness without knowing just like everything you know humans humans uh sex money life uh good and bad there nothing is intrinsically evil or good um and a virus can also like a forest fire can like wipe out like a forest to create new life um and like i would argue even viruses cancer death itself i i would frame it just i would add that frame to it maybe myself just to and like as you talk about this process of you know asking mother earth to fill us with the high vibration with the healing it transmutes it sh it shifts our role it shifts our we're no longer taking we're no longer raping and pillaging and this is like the shadow masculine culture the pendulum that swung you know to this to the our, our current state of affairs you know which is be yeah being a virus is toxic is poisoning pachamama the earth you know so yeah i i just that is true and i would add we're so much more and it's almost like when you said mother earth like the earth will win it's like I, I see us as like we will win we're all just matter as well we're all there's no separation either it's just i mean the ego maybe is separation and the ego itself has a role it's like there's a golden shadow to the ego which is our unique expression of the divine you know um but until we tap into our true potential, our true nature, our true calling, which is that oneness, yes, we will be toxic to ourselves, to everything in, in moments, you know, like it's, you know, we still all experience good, you know, we're all doing the best we can. And I guess that's just, I just wanted to add that because sometimes when I hear that it, it can, I know it can, uh, there can be a cascade or a, a a trail of thoughts that lead out of that branch that can be really not, you know, not like a trap sort of a loop that I know you're not in. It's just for anyone mm -hmm. wanted to, I try to catch that one when I hear it and just add, add that frame. That's my own, my own interpretation, you know, in mm -hmm. my yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and it's not everybody, you know, uh, but it has been the way that the collective has agreed to live. Right. Yeah. With mass and polluting because of that um and that's not sustainable so just like you talked about right the virus is there sometimes cancers are there to purify the body um and that's essentially what is happening here so you know it's we're in in the muck of it 
of the shift and the change. And, you know, some believe that our grandchildren, no, our children's grandchildren, according to some people, will be in this kind of new age of Aquarius, of living in complete harmony with the earth and the old ways um, and mentalities and the toxic masculinity and the toxic femininity. Mm -hmm. uh, they will be pretty much eradicated. Um, but in order to get there, there has to be a lot of purging. Um, and that's going to include human death, uh, physical death, um, and a lot of other things. But that's what's necessary for the earth to survive. That's what I mean by the earth will, will win um, because it's doing what it needs to do to survive and purify. And we, yeah, we'll all win with it because as we change form, if we're not, if we don't just see our lives as the only thing, as nothingness and meaninglessness, if we go back, you know, if that purging, we go back into the ether and then reemerge in a different form, it's all part of the process, that purging. Yeah. You know, I had, I wanted to share with you, I, as you were speaking, I've had this vision recently of a pen, you know, a pendulum swinging mm -hmm. because we see this so much. Um, and I was, I've been reflecting a lot lately on that toxic masculine, the, the system we live in, the toxic masculine, the, the patriarch, the authoritarian, mm -hmm. the rape village, all the shadow masculine. And I've been reflecting a lot on like the age of Pisces, I guess you call that with the coming of Christ maybe. And the, the, just sort of the, the destroying of the pagan traditions, you know, which, which maybe I would, in my own interpretations, I just feel like the, the worship of the earth, the feminine, the divine feminine, which also had its shadow, maybe like, like when everything is, it's like no structure and kind of anarchy and just like hedonism with no unbridled, just human passions, you know, and just, it's like chaos. Mm -hmm. And then into you know, with like the coming of the Messiah, like that new age of, and then in that swinging, maybe there was balance briefly, but it was like, maybe not. It was swinging to this masculine called shadow. And now we're, we're coming, we're feeling it coming back, like the rise of the feminine. And sometimes I wondered, I was having this conversation with a friend, if it just swings back and forth forever. And I had this vision of like, it can look that way, but what if it, what if you looked up from above and it was actually like a, there was a single point at the top of the pendulum and it's actually moving in a giant circle mm. like a circle getting smaller and smaller as it swings back and forth like a christmas tree until eventually it'll reach the top and stop huh it's very interesting to think about um because yeah i mean i would imagine though that there is no stopping because no stop. that if you get moving. yeah and you know let's say that everything was we're in this great golden age right during the egyptian days the ancient egyptian days right where it was balanced between masculine and feminine if not pushed more towards the feminine um why did that stop because humans have ego and ego's not going anywhere you know so then it becomes swings or goes in that other circle um or the other way of the circle where it becomes more masculine dominated which then becomes the toxic masculinity um the patriarchal um society which we are moving out of um so yeah it's really it's interesting to think about um because now then that's not working out so yeah it's either that circle you're talking about, um, or maybe it's, it's circling in a fractal, you know, where it's never ending, but it appears that we are coming back to that center point that you're talking about. Who knows? Or, I think you're right. Like, I guess I would, I'd modify and say not stopping, but it reaches that point of almost like oneness again, which was mm -hmm. almost get the big bang. It was like oneness and then separate separation, you know? And, and it's just like, yeah, maybe. And then it just like blasts apart again and starts all over. I don't know. It's just yeah. fascinating to, to think about. And it just kind of was a vision I had of just thinking about this stuff. So, yeah, you may be onto something there, you know, keep <laughs> developing that.
see where it goes. Yeah, seriously, keep tuning into that. It'll be fascinating. Man. Yeah, and I wanted to, I was going to actually steer it back into just uh, your program a little bit and these tools and the integration. Um, uh, just, I was just thinking of if I, for anyone listening, you know, who's just starting this stuff, for one, I definitely recommend getting in touch with you if they feel resonance with all the things you're sharing. I know it's been, it was a huge uh, growing experience for me. And, um, you know, you mentioned too, just like basic, some basic stuff, just it's worth mentioning like nutrition. Um, mm. like your, yeah, these basic, basic foundational things, like not letting toxins in, toxins out, you know, like how I, I didn't realize until I started your program, like how much the food I was eating was affecting my state, my inner state, my energetic state, my emotional state. Um, mm. That was, it's so simple, but like that for me coming from where I came from, I was just like, yeah, I try to eat organic. I was like kind of laissez-faire about it. Yeah. But I noticed when I really honed in, like you were, and that was the beginning of your course too. Like I could feel the changes happening in me drinking toxin, you know, really being super mindful about what I was putting in my body. Um, yeah. It's pretty amazing when you focus in on that. And, um, you know, I was, blessed to have a partner who taught me kind of the next level of nutrition because I was on a decent path when I met her, um, but she really took me um, to a, a, just a much higher level uh, where I've actually learned, had to learn to kind of relax and enjoy things every once in a while because I can be so disciplined. Uh, but the physical body, we are physical beings, you know, we're, we're energetic beings, but in this physical body. So your body doesn't feel good. Uh, your mind and your energy is not going to feel good. Your emotions aren't going to be of the highest quality either. Um, so that's why I kind of introduced it at the beginning um, and to tell people stuff that I've learned um, because it, it you know didn't just happen over one night or learning this information in a course. This was like years worth of knowledge that you know luckily again my my partner former partner was a uh, dietitian and a functional dietitian so you know i was just blessed with receiving this knowledge um from somebody but i've also you know mm -hmm. keep keep that um that knowledge and apply it to my everyday life and much to the dismay of our son to his everyday life as well, because he just wants to eat that. <laughs> what everyone else is eating, we're like, sorry, you know, we'll be somewhat flexible, as flexible as we're willing to bend. Um, but you're, yeah, I mean, we're just surrounded by so many, so much toxicity in our environment. And, you know, this isn't about being fearful of those things, uh, but it's about just being mindful and, you know, eradicating what you can and, um, just being conscious, especially about what you put into your body and eating the highest quality foods that are out there. Cause there are a lot of delicious and high quality foods out there. Um, and it, like you said, it makes a humongous difference. Um, so yeah, in the program, you know, focus on basically the body, mind, spirit, um, combination. Um, but since again, we are physical beings and, you know, there's a lot of focus on the body, which includes exercise, sleep, nutrition. Those are three huge components of it. And even get into sexuality as well. And to, you know, not just use sex um, to relieve stress or, you know, to you know, do it in an unconscious way, but it can actually be used um, either individually or in uh, with a partner it can be used to move and shift energy, um, especially if a man is willing to kind of try and control ejaculation and use the energy to spread throughout um, his energy field. Um, it's really incredible um, what the body can do, but we're just not taught this at an early age like we should be, right? We're taught all these other things that are, you know, could potentially get us into some college someday. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like how to truly live and to feel fulfilled. And, and like yeah. I said earlier, the whole point of that program is to feel really good, essentially for lack of a better term, no matter what is going on outside of you, because we're always going to face stresses. 
Um, but it is trying to be as close to that neutral point as possible, no matter what's going on, but still not bypassing it, but just uh, knowing how to maneuver through things. Um, and the more resilient your body is, uh, the more resilient your mind is going to be. And, um, and the mind always leads to thoughts, which always leads to your emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I wanted to ask you, uh, just a little background on what inspired you. So you, I mean, your story, just to back up a little bit, you know, you were, uh, or I guess I'll just give your background a little bit of like, you were a soccer coach, right? For a long mm -hmm. time. And mm -hmm. how did you, where you are now with a fulfilled man, with your coaching, um, was there an inspiration like that moment you spoke of a couple of years ago with um, that first psychic or what, was there a moment where things shifted? How did you shift into going from a soccer coach, an entrepreneur into this role that you are now? Well, I always had a fascination of helping people. Mm -hmm. um, even since I was young, I, I remember one of my first times I ever coached anybody at something. Uh, one of my best friends was locked in the bathroom at our school. And it was one of those locks, you know, with like the little vertical tab that you push in and you have to like twist to unlock it. And he couldn't figure out how to unlock it. So it was locked on the inside. And I remember he was like banging on the bathroom door. And I was on the other side, just trying to coach him how to open it. And I just felt so good about doing that and helping um, this guy who's like actually super highly intelligent <laughs> individual and a professor of religion. Um, but that always stuck with me. And I love sports. I was always into sports and especially soccer. And so I started coaching very early. Um, when I was about 18 and I developed an affinity to try and master what I was doing. And um, so I kept just learning. And what I found was it wasn't, you know, the, the victories that made me feel good or um, it was the connection I had with the players and especially the last team that I fully coached, I coached them basically from when they were nine with, you know, adding players here and there uh, up until they were 18 and even a little bit 19. Um, but it was the connections that I had with them. I could see they weren't just becoming <coughs> great soccer players. They're becoming great people and that I had a tremendous amount of influence on these people. Um, and I also owned a business I owned an indoor soccer arena at the time and created this great community, but I wanted to help people at a deeper level. And, um, and I was dedicated on my healing path of growth and, um, my family provided a lot of opportunities <laughs> for growth, uh, went through some really challenging times, um, with, you know, uh, just, stuff from um family dynamics and traumas and just you know it, it was really a ripe opportunity to grow mm -hmm. and so <clears throat> i always had this inkling to want to help people on a deeper level besides coach soccer even though you know it was really fulfilling but also besides you know running an indoor soccer arena which was socially very fulfilling professionally very fulfilling uh, energetically fulfilling and tiring. Um, and then COVID kind of hit, um, actually I'll back up before this, before COVID, I, um, my partner at the time was working with a transformative life coach and in one she was doing, uh, I feel like it was a functional nutrition certification. And I, she said, you have to talk to this guy. It's absolutely incredible. Like he, he was assigned to her little, uh, group. Uh, within the larger container of the program. And so I talked to him and it was great. And I was like, wow, okay, well, you know, I want to know how I want to do what you do. Um, and so a year later, he, he started a certification. And so I took that and became a coach and, uh, but I was still running the indoor soccer arena. So I was just kind of dipping in a little bit. Uh, I knew I wanted to try and combine it with working with 
uh, athletes, mm-hmm. which I have, and it's really, really fun um, to combine, you know, your two things, wanting to help people on a deep level and also sports, uh, especially soccer. So just kind of COVID hit and my business was shut down. Uh, our governor felt it was best for businesses like mine to be shut down for 14 months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so during that time I was already kind of wanting to get out and luckily I, I had people lined up, um, to buy it. Um, so once we were able to reopen, I was able to kind of unload that. And, And meanwhile, I started, um, studying shamanism and um, did a one-year shamanic studies program, which was really life-changing. And it's just kind of added so much more information um, to what I was already doing. So Mm -hmm. now um, a fulfilled man kind of came just from a lot of work that I had been doing um, over the last couple of years mm-hmm. came up. Um, and so I just basically, I wanted to create an online program that could help people on a deep level. And, you know, in, in coaching, you learn or you should learn that you can only take somebody as far as you've gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I've noticed a huge difference since going through transition in relationship, especially uh, that I feel like my understanding and knowledge, um, has become more potent. My ability to help others has become much more potent than mm-hmm. it was before. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the foundation of that. And you were, you know, I'm glad, uh, I feel blessed that you were the first round of a fulfilled man. And, and, uh, it's nice to have you so engaged in the program. Um, and now I'm actually about, to, I don't know when this is going to, uh, air, but January 10th, um, I start the next round of it and it's eight weeks. And then I plan on doing it every, um, every season. So we'll do one in the winter, one in the spring, one summer, and one in the fall and just mm-hmm. keep uh, cycling. Um, so it's been fulfilling to, present a fulfilled man to others. And uh, it's not just for men. We had a couple of women in the program as well. Um, Cause it's, it's can be very good information for anybody really, especially if it's a female who has a male partner also. Um, but there's mm-hmm. nuggets for anybody, men or women. It just, you, you know, focus a lot on the, mm-hmm. the masculine um, because I think that's, you know, been needing healing, uh, overall in the collective, mm-hmm. uh, the feminine does as well, but obviously, you know, I have a understanding more of the, the masculine <laughs> just from birth. <laughs> like, I like Gabe that you were sharing, you know, that you can only coach and help others as, as far as you've been able to help yourself, you know, like you can only bring people as far as you've gone. And I, it's interesting as you're sharing all this, just how you speak about things that we might be tempted to see as bad, you know, like your family traumas, like COVID shutting down your business, uh, like your marriage falling apart, like things falling apart, darkness, you know, and things that normally would bring us such extreme agony, potentially are actually, they were portals, you know, to, for you to, they forced you in deeper into an even more powerful role, would you say? Yeah. And, you know, don't get, don't get me wrong. There was definitely agony in all those things. Uh, There were some dark, dark times, but I I could have stayed in there. I mean, I remember even there was one point when this was, I believe, let's see, it was October, 2020. So we're seven months in to my business being shut down. And I didn't know it was going to be another seven months, but seven months was, was, uh, enough. And also really, uh, I could feel there were some challenges coming in my relationship that was already kind of just entering that challenge. 
And I remember feeling like and thinking one night in the middle of the night, I woke up and I was like, who would miss me if I was dead? And I came up with, oh, it's just my son. Now, some people would take that seriously, but I knew, uh, it's like, okay, that's just a thought. And that's just telling me like, man, you're really in a, a, a dark place. Um, but again, it's just a thought and um, it it's, doesn't really mean anything. You're just, it's time to do some work. Um, and so that's when having a resilient body helps and having a resilient mind helps and understanding the only way to do that is to sit through the most difficult emotions, but also to seek help and seek guidance. And luckily, you know, my coach really helped me out a lot during a really, really challenging time in my life. Um, but it was essentially a great lesson in trust um, because everything really, it worked out. Uh, once I finally just let go and just said, you know what, instead of being so stressed out in COVID, I'm just going to surrender and enjoy this experience no matter what my bank account looks like. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to try and enjoy life as much as possible, no matter what my marriage looks like or my social life looks like. Cause it was, it was an impact on all of that. And, you know, people, everyone has their own COVID experience, but um, basically I became isolated to the house and I was like, I'd lost all of my um, outlets in life. Um, but I needed to lose them, you know, and it was, in the fall of 2020, and as you learned in the program, the fall is the best time to let go of what's no longer serving you. Um, now, I didn't quite know that at the time. That's what was happening. But I, once I learned that, then I was, it made a lot of sense. And then it helped me get ready for the next fall. Be like, okay, like what needs to be let go of right now? And um, to not just, to be able to finally say, you know what, I'm going to tune into what needs to be let, let go of. Um, because I do trust in myself and I trust in the universe. And especially if I ask even generally to let go of what is no longer serving me in my life. Um, and when you set that intention, whether you know what it is or not, usually you do know what it is. Some may not want to face it, especially if it's something related to uh, food or drinks or uh, people well, sometimes. <laughs> but, um, you know, your, your highest self will always know what to let go of. And if you don't want to admit that the universe will show you what needs to be let go of. Yeah. And it's always in for the idea, just like the trees in the fall with the intention that when you let go of something and you can let go of it fully, there's going to be new and more beautiful things that will grow and blossom um, from that. And I fully trust that. It's not easy, <laughs> but yeah. it's, uh, it's very potent, you know, especially when you understand it. Yeah. And it's cool to hear that, that, that being the origins of all your healing journey or part, you know, very much like a fulfilled man brought you to where you are. That's, that's a beautiful story. So thank you for, and thank you for sharing that wisdom. Thank you for sharing everything you have today, Gabe. Um, I was going to ask you, where can people find you on the, on the web, on the meads? Yeah, um, the interweb. So uh, my website is aclearmind.com. And my social media should be up on there, but uh, I'm on Instagram. Um, and it, my handle is at uh, GNS. Like, my name is Gabe Nostair, so it's GNS Thoughts. So GNS and then Thoughts. Because all of our experience is always made up of thoughts. So Gabe Nocera's thoughts, you can think of it that way. Um, so yeah, people can contact me through there. I'm also on Facebook as well. And your offerings are, you do one-on-one -on -one coaching, you do the Fulfilled Man course. Is there anything else that you want to mention? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have it listed on there. I do shamanic healings and distance Reiki sessions. The shamanic healings, um, so in well we're in 2023 now uh so in march um i'm gonna do a certification to be able to do remote uh healings um and so i will would offer that online right now it's just in person so wherever i am or usually in albuquerque i can do shamanic <laughs> healing sessions which are really really powerful and potent um and always like the medicine behind it is is song um and if you haven't had a shamanic healing 
session done. It's really incredible. Um, I'm not saying that I'm incredible. <laughs> I'm just saying the ones I've received are incredible. So I can't speak for how uh, amazing mine are or not, but um, I would hope that they're also, you know, people feel uh, really invigorated and healed afterward. Um, that's the whole idea is to get people back to their highest selves um, in any of the programs that I do, but especially yeah, the shamanic healing session. Um, and I do workshops as well. Um, and I have other little programs, many programs that are all listed on my website. Okay. And I was actually, I wanted to just ask you, is your, what's your shamanic lineage? Which lineage are you connected to or what school? Uh, so my teachers are um, connected with the Shipibo in Peru and also the Wixadica in Mexico. People also um, call them the, the Huichol, um, but that's more of the anglicized name. Um, so yeah, it's um, really, it's, it's been really amazing um, to work with my teachers who have just been around and are just incredibly knowledgeable and just so, so powerful in their work, especially their healings. Um, so I feel very blessed to have learned from them and just pass on this knowledge because it's not mine, you know, I'm just passing it on to other people. I just happen to come across it. So yeah, brother. Or it found me, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I see you. I honor you. Thank you so much Bye. for all the offerings in the world. And I know your healings, just like everything else you're doing, I'm certain they'll be powerful because you're in your integrity. And I know that, you know, and that's really what we're all called to, you know, and um, I want to thank you again for your time and your energy coming on into this container with me and sharing your medicine, your journey, um, your thoughts um, for anyone listening, you know, just I, this, the intention of this is really just to, to connect people, like you said, with their best selves, you know, with their, their path um, of healing. So thank you for bringing that today thank you for for your offering appreciate it yeah thanks ben i appreciate you having me on and allowing me to spew what was ever coming out of my being so uh you know, I, I got a lot out of it of course as always just hanging out with you so i appreciate you doing this and helping to use this as a platform to help others that's what it's all about yeah yeah thank you brother yeah. all right buddy thanks for tuning in Take care, man. Take care, Gabe. Right, you too. Bye. Focus your attention on your in-breath. Breathing in. I see myself as still water. Breathing out. Breathing in, I see myself as space. Breathing out, I am free. Free from worries, from fear, from 